You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny. And the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest and slightly belated episode of Half Street High Heat. We are happy you joined us as always. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined as always by my gregarious co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. You can follow them on Twitter and the show. You can get Ryan at DC Natchak, Nick at Half Cap Shack. And Half Shack Cap, I always screw that up. There you go. <laughs> and you the show at and the show at Half Street High Heat. So how are you guys doing? Long time no talk. Yeah. See, that that was the first time I actually knew the word you used for us. I knew what it meant. So. <laughs> oh, very good. I know. I was a little disappointed with myself. I was like, this is not obscure enough. But yeah, we get, you know, life is full of small disappointments. <laughs> it, it's ironic because the word means sociable, which I am the opposite of because I respect America and I am social distancing. So yes. that is not the word to use. But you still have lots to say, even though you're social distancing. Uh, so well, maybe yeah. I should have used the word loquacious instead of gregarious. Loquacia? Loquacious, which is a fantastic Latin word coming from the deponent verb loqui to speak. You should look it up. I'll so do that. I'll get Latin. right on it. <laughs> Ryan knows. He took Latin. <laughs> there was a lot of Latin going on when those five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still doing Latin. Yeah, those five years of high school. Latin four, so I am like knee deep in uh, Virgil 
reading the Aeneid in Latin right now, so my brain is very Latin focused. <laughs> yes. What's going so, on? It's been a I don't while. have a lot to. I know what is going on. How are you guys doing? Everybody happy, um, healthy. It was my dad's birthday the other day, two days ago. That's exciting. <laughs> oh, hey, Ryan, happy birthday. I just got that. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Well, no it was way. my son's birthday the other day. He turned 20, which seems crazy. So I'm old as hell, as it turns out. Uh, we you have bees right now. Yeah, well, I've got, yeah. Just a little bit. We actually ate a bunch of uh, Japanese food, which was fun, because they were supposed to be in Japan for his birthday trip, my husband and my son. But since they were supposed to fly Air China through Beijing to Tokyo, so needless to say, that didn't happen. A little safe right now. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we ordered in a whole bunch of weird Japanese stuff. My, I say we, what I mean is my husband ordered in a bunch of weird Japanese stuff, and uh, including two bags full of very strange Kit Kat candies. One was like matcha green tea and Ooh. one was, I don't even know what it was Ooh. supposed to be. It, it tasted like mulch. I would imagine that mulch tastes. So it wasn't, neither of them were good. But <laughs> we ate some delicious ramen and uh, did all kinds of Japanese stuff. So it was fun. Well, matcha so means mulch in Japanese. You didn't know that? <laughs> See, I'm up on my Latin, but my Japanese is a little weak. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, that's where you went wrong. You should have hit me up. I, I could have helped. I would have known not to eat the mulch Kit Kat if I had talked to you first. <laughs> so what's new? Everybody uh, happy, healthy? Nobody's sick, I hope? Nobody in your family is suffering any COVID-19 related problems? No, no, everyone's everyone's doing well on my end. Um, I just every month there's a whole nother thing that the world decides to throw at us. Now we have murder wasps to look out for. Murder. So I gotta go buy some Hornet. raid before that's yeah. all out. But like you know, you know the episode of SpongeBob Nick where Squidward moves to Squidville and he's so excited, he's so happy, and the yeah. montage is him doing the same thing every other day, and he slowly starts to lose his mind and gets less and less happy. Yeah, that's literally quarantine. Like, if we, <laughs> if really we were is. doing what did you do this week, it would have been the same thing we did three weeks ago. The last yeah. time we we did it. It's true, and I would just like to, to point out that I uh, I don't understand why I was excluded from the, do you remember that episode of Spongebob, Nick? It seems a little bit rude. <laughs> well, do you know did, that do you, Yeah, do you remember No, that? not at all. I've never watched Spongebob in my life. I was just pointing out that I felt a little offended by you I assuming mean, that I've never watched Spongebob. I was helping you out by saying that, hey, I don't know what Spongebob is, by <laughs> just saying it to Nick. <laughs> You're right. I actually, when my boys were little, who are now 16 and 20, instead of having them watch all the cartoons that were popular at the time, I had them watch like He-Man and Thundercats. Like I bought them all on DVD so we could mm -hmm. we could watch those instead. I because really I'm thought, a Luddite and I don't like new things. I really thought you were going to be like, I had them watch like um, educational shows and all these <laughs> other things. I was not expecting to say actual stuff. Doesn't well, Thundercats Amanda, is the best cartoon in history. So Amanda seems like the type of person that would be really into, like, Bob Ross and just, like, oh, watching his awesome. shows. There it is. You know, I found out, like, two weeks ago he was dead. <laughs> oh, two, isn't he been dead for, like, decades? I'm pretty I sure. Was, 
I was I today you. years old when I found out he was dead. <laughs> it was my day when I found it out. Yeah, it's terribly I'm not going to be bad. able to record, man. It was, I think, I'm like up. stomach cancer or something, like something awful. And oh, I also God. know about Bob Ross. Fun fact, he hated that afro but felt like he had to wear it because it was part of his brand. Truly committed. That's an American hero. Truly right committed. Yeah, he, he fully committed to that bit. Without getting too far into the details, there was a time in my life where watching Bob Ross paint was something I enjoyed doing much more than I do now. So, But back to your previous one, I, I know the cartoons, He-Man and Thundercats, I've just never seen them. Those are what, oh, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, right? I don't think they're Hanna-Barbera. I'm trying to think oh, back. Really? They used to come on in the mornings, like back before you young people wouldn't know about before there was like, you know, TV that you could just choose what you wanted to watch all the time. You had to watch what came on TV at the time it came how, on. How young do, we, do you think we are? <laughs> Ryan, I, don't know, I know like Ryan, 12? Ryan and I got no, up just... every Saturday morning. I would watch, um, oh God, it, I think it was called Rubik's on Fox. Rubik's, and, I don't know that one. The, but I would watch like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. All those shows, all that. I, I used to like Pokemon, but that was when oh. my son was little. That was one of the newer ones I would watch. But we would watch. It was like seven thirty, and it was seven and seven thirty in the morning before school. We would sit and eat our cereal, my brother and I, who's a year older than me, and we would watch GI Joe and Thundercats. And they would come I used on to first thing in the morning. With GI Joes. Yeah, like the old school GI Joe cartoon. It was the best. So I made my kids watch all the same crap I watched when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolhouse I mean, Rock, that's I'm what cruel. I was thinking of earlier. That's what I thought made it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. We definitely watched all of those. I'm just a bill. <laughs> Come on, those are fabulous. I'm like that. Capitol Hill. Something like that. Yeah, like you obviously know the whole song, so I'm not the only one who made their kids watch Schoolhouse Rock. Ryan, you remember in like third, fourth grade when we were learning to like multiply and divide and your teacher would pass out those sheets and it was just like... 49 multiplication problems. Yeah, you had like a minute or so to do it. Yeah, you had a minute. Oh, yeah, I remember it. those. Yeah. That's what, that's what Amanda gives her kids for fun. She's like, <laughs> they're like, Mom, I'm bored. And she's like, goes right right to the printer. They're like, okay, I'm not bored anymore. Not bored, not bored. That's exactly that's right. They actually, birthday. it's funny that you point that out because I used to give them schoolwork. They told me they were bored, so they would never tell me they were bored. <laughs> they learned very quickly. Don't tell me you're bored. I'll make, you, I'll make you not bored. It is such a mom <laughs> thing, especially a homeschooling mom thing to do. <laughs> you forget my boys have been homeschooled their whole life. Yeah, your, your kids were born in social distancing, molded by it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're living their it. best life right now. <laughs> my younger or my older son, who's kind of an introvert, is just like, this is great. All I do is like, you guys are all home. Oh, I wonder why he's an introvert. <laughs> Well, he was he was he was always an introvert. He's uh he's that kind of kid. Not my older not my uh younger son, but the older one. Anyway, this is probably not at all interesting to the people listening, so maybe we should oh, talk come about on, they've missed us. They no one's left their house in months. People are probably enjoying this right now. <laughs> They're fiending for this. <laughs> They're not so that hard to entertain at this point. <laughs> all right. So we have a weekend review, Ryan? Are yeah. Weeks in review? A couple weeks in review uh, to go over. A lot of good stuff has indeed been happening. MLB finally announced the Red Sox punishment, LOL, for their cheating scandal. Uh, the Red Sox lost a second round pick 
uh, Alex Cora will be suspended for the 2020 season, even if the season does not happen. And then the Red Sox replay official JT Watkins is suspended as well. Um, this taught kids everywhere that cheaters do, in fact, win. And they win a lot. So cheat, kids. Nothing's going to happen to you. Um, last episode, we talked about how Major League Baseball and the five major ticket sellers were facing a congressional hearing over them refusing to refund fans for tickets impacted by COVID-19. Last week, it was announced that a federal, a federal lawsuit was going to be unleashed on Major League Baseball, all 30 teams, Ticketmaster, StubHub, and Live Nation. Um, Ticketmaster and StubHub have changed their policies that would that kept out the events impacted by COVID for refunds. MLB, since the lawsuit has gone out, has now told teams that they can begin refunding fans for games in April and May. There you go, guys. All it took was a lawsuit by the middleman to get billionaires to give you back your hard money in an economic crisis. But if you buy your tickets from Ticketmaster and StubHub, you're never getting your money back. Good luck. MLB has postponed the 2020 Hall of Fame uh, announcement, and they are going to combine it with the 2021 ceremonies. Uh, many in the league believe that MLB is going to eliminate instant replay. This is something they are currently having conversations about, and they're looking at the future of replay. Um, XA's minor leaguer, Miguel Marte, has passed away due to COVID-19. MLB and the umpires agreed to a prorated rate for umpire salaries for the 2020 season. Um, MLB continues to look at plans to make a season happen, and they have unveiled their newest plan. This one they feel pretty confident about, while the owners say they still don't feel very confident about it. This plan includes three 10-team divisions that are based on geographical location. The season would start around the July 4th weekend and would include 100 games, a universal DH, and expanded playoffs. Games would be played in teams' home stadiums. There are a lot, and I mean a lot, of logistical issues for them to figure out for this to work. And baseball has about until the end of May to have a plan that they think can work if we're going to see a season in July. Some of the issues they have to work out is players agreeing to take a second pay cut, owners agreeing how to divide the payroll evenly, how to secure hotels and make sure that the staff and all the hotels are sanitized properly, and Here's the, one of the big things. The players would be quarantined at home with, with their families. But the biggest thing here is this starts and ends with testing. Can Major League Baseball receive tens of thousands of tests and not take away from the supply that our hospitals and emergency rooms need in order to test all the players to make this plan work? In reality, probably not. That has been your Week in Review, brought to you in part by your local neighborhood Chili's. Make sure you stop on by and get your Margarita and get some curbside pickup from your local Chili's. Margarita is really clever, and I like it. Just want to throw that out there. Leave it to Chili's. Love that place. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, I know that you do. Yeah, so <laughs> this, uh, plan to, this plan to have uh, a season, I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to have baseball. It would certainly alleviate a lot of the boredom and missing sports, but I just don't see with the testing, as you mentioned, being such a key to it, and we still aren't able to effectively test everyone who needs them in the public, to, you know, in the public hospitals and all that. I just don't see how they're going to be able to, uh, to a lot 
tens of thousands of tests to sports leagues. It just doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Yeah, like, so this plan would be absolutely great for baseball because you're coming back on July 4th weekend when everyone's still trapped inside. Nothing more American than that. And you're going to be the only live sport on TV. Your ratings are going to be great, but it all depends on testing. And, like, there's a worldwide shortage of cotton swabs right now. And I don't know if you've seen the test. They literally massage your brain with a cotton swab. Yes, and like, yeah, it's gross. It. It's horrifying. It's gross. So gross. And, like, Dr. Fauci said, they have a shortage of supply right now. And they're not going to take away tests from the hospitals for athletes to get it because – I think it's going to piss off a lot of people if they couldn't get a test because LeBron James had to get tested three times in one week. So, like, I don't know. Like, I want sports back, but, like, it just seems like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, I don't see how it can work. Speaking of tests, I forgot to mention when we were talking earlier that I am actually getting an antibody test on Wednesday. Ooh. Which are publicly available now. You can go on the Quest Diagnostics, you know, the labs that are everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um and go on their website and just schedule an appointment. You don't need a doctor's order or anything. But I'm pretty sure I had it already because my son, my younger son and my husband went to China in December, and they came home and were sick as hell for like eight weeks. So man, that and I was sick as hell. <laughs> Do you guys remember how sick I was in December? Yeah. I mean, Amanda yeah, so was patient zero. When did we I all meet at Chili's? My 16-year-old was patient wait, 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 zero. Oh, wait. When did we meet? That was, that was months later. Later. Wasn't that like uh, January or something? Was it January or was it like October? I have oh, I don't no know. clue. I don't know either. Yeah, we're all yeah. we're all No, it was definitely January. <laughs> it was definitely January. So Amanda gave us coronavirus. Yeah, she gave us COVID. Well it's confirmed. You should hope oh. so, because if so then you've already had it and you can stop worrying. No wonder my well, mom died. Actually uh, they haven't proved that to be true yet. Get off of you just <laughs> Ow. Anyway, so I'm going to get a test on Wednesday, so I'm hoping that we've all already had it because not that it was good that we all got sick as hell, but it would be nice to not have to be quite so concerned about contracting it everywhere we go. We just have to be careful not to pass it around to anybody, but at least we don't have to worry about getting it and dying. Just so go around nice. sneezing on everyone. Like, oh, it's okay. I have antibodies and just sneeze on their It's face. fine. I mean, in fact, you should take me now. You have some of my <laughs> I have antibodies. Don't worry but, about <laughs> But my mom is in her 70s, and I worry like hell about her. And then my brother, who's only 38 years old, had a quadruple bypass like a year and a half ago and just had heart surgery at UVA last week again because one of the... Jeez. Anyway, it's Ooh. a long story, but he has horrible heart issues, so I'm like live in terror that he's going to contract this virus and it's going to kill him. So it would be nice to be able to be around him if I know that I'm immune. So that would be, or have antibodies. I don't know if that. I makes have you a dumb question. Okay. So uh, I would assume the virus isn't like something like chickenpox, where if you get it once and you pass it, you're immune. Like you're still susceptible after you get it once, right? Yeah. People they have been really testing know. twice in China for it. Like they're trying to figure. Yeah, they don't but know what how I read most recently. Yeah, the South Korea says they don't think that people ever truly got over it. They think they just still had it in their system, like weeks later. So when they tested uh, again, they were testing positive. But there, really, nobody knows, and nobody knows even if you have the antibodies if that actually makes you immune. Like the certain <clears throat> amount, or it. Nobody knows. It's just too new, and nobody really. There's no data yet to really right yeah i guess figure it we out we really don't know much about it 
other than it's bad. I think that they're using blood from people who've recovered from it to treat other people. So there yeah, must like be some Hanks. beneficial effects. Right, exactly. So there yeah, must they're be something that. beneficial. I think they're just but, trying anything well, and everything at this point. Try to figure something out because they can't figure anything out with this because it keeps evolving. It's so fascinating, I know. though. Yeah, yep. it kind of is. Yep. So I'll keep you guys posted on what I find out. But. Oh, well, thank you. If anybody you listening thinks they had it, <laughs> if anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you think you've had it, go on the Quest Diagnostics website. It's like $119. You can just order a test. You pay for it online, and they make an appointment because they only let one patient into the lab at a time. So you have to make an appointment, and then you go in, and it's like a finger stick, and then they email you your results. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then they massage your brain with a four-foot-long cotton swab. <laughs> That's if you're getting tested for if you have it now. That's not for the <laughs> antibody test. The antibody test is literally a finger stick test. They just take, like, a couple drops of blood. Boop. I mean, finger pricks still hurt. They do. I'm, a, I'm such a wimp about that. I'm typing for days afterwards. I'm like, ow, my finger's still sore. <laughs> like but yeah, then again, I'm a wimp. Yeah, you're a wimp about a lot of things. Oh. It's true. <laughs> like the DH, there's a lot of stuff. I was, anyway, yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> I know you were trying to work the DH into that somehow. I know you were. It's anyway, um, sorry. So that was a bit of a tangent, but it just made me think of that. So, I uh, anyway, I don't think we're going to have a season. I hope I'm wrong. I would love it if they can figure out some way to have baseball because my God, I miss baseball. But I don't see how, especially because they can't do it for baseball and then not be willing to give tests to the NBA and the NHL and all the other leagues. And unless you have so many tests that it really doesn't matter, you can give them out to anyone who needs them, There's that won't work, and I don't see how we're going to get them here to well, there. Well, actually, um, our government only cares about the rich people and big businesses, so the chances are that all the sports leagues get the test are pretty high. So we may actually get sports back, and everyone else just gets screwed. Well, but at least we could get screwed and watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just like, which would, which would you rather have, like sports back or be able to get tested if you feel ill? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, I like, you know, what I think that they've sports been doing back. is just telling people <laughs> if you're not, like, if you're not act actually, like, in danger of dying, they're like, yeah, you probably have it. Just go home. Come back if you get worse. <laughs> yeah, oh my they're God. sending people home, and they're, like, infecting everyone. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird that they're sending people home to stay with their families, like go home and quarantine you and your family. I'm like, so you're just guaranteeing that this sick person is going to get everyone in their house sick because it's super contagious. So I don't know. The whole thing is just very weird. But they were, you know, it seems like when nobody else could get tests, they were able to get the whole damn NBA tested when they were deciding whether to postpone their season. they're rich. So, Open yeah, your eyes. Birds true. aren't real. <laughs> I told my uh, my 20-year-old about your theory about birds not being real, and he thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to the resistance, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell him you said so. www.birdsaren'treal.org. <laughs> .org. I like that it's a .org. So have you noticed was... you've seen birds everywhere now? It's because the, uh, we have not, yeah we haven't yeah Thank we you. haven't been out in public as much. So the birds are like around our homes because they need to surveil inside our homes now. I'm Did you them. see legitimately that? You know, I'm sure you've seen videos online about all the places where animals are going where they don't normally go because there aren't any people Nature around. Nature is returned. But, there was a, this th Mumbai, India has a um, apparently a huge like 
migratory population of flamingos at this time of year, but it's like the biggest, most insane gear ever because there are no people to disturb them where they are, and there's some insane pictures online of the birds, and it made me think of Ryan and his bird series. What are they up to that there are so <laughs> many flamingos? Like, if birds aren't real, what are all those flamingos, Ryan? I'm saying. <laughs> They're not birds. They're computers. Are they drones? I'd like they to can't hear fly, your right? theory. Can flamingos fly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you think they migrate? <laughs> they could walk. <laughs> I suppose they could. Yeah. They hitch a ride. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so let's let's talk about the Red Sox a little bit that you mentioned in your weekend review. Like, what a bunch of bullshit, pardon my French. Well, you know what else that I don't know, because, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, so I don't know how what we talked about and whatnot, but the biggest joke about all of this, aside from the punishments being super light, is that they still count even if the year I know. is. Even though they don't play this year. Yeah. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? Because Manfred's an idiot. Like, Alex Cora is going to get hired after this. I guarantee it. He's going to be hired in 2021. He's going back to the Red Sox. He created created not one, but two sign-stealing things. Won two World Series with them. And all he gets is a one-year suspension when no one's playing. (laughs) I know. It's really insane. And like, also, he's, he's, I mean, it doesn't change anything, but it also kind of does. He's a likable guy, too. Like, he's, by all accounts, a player's manager. Like, you look at someone like A.J. Hinch, he's kind of like an arrogant, like, jerk uh, when he's talking to the media or just about things. Alex Cora, by all accounts, is, like, a great guy. People love playing for him. People love playing with him. And not that that makes him any less guilty, but... He's going to get hired again. Like, he owned up to it more than most people have or did or anything like that. So he's going to take it in stride, and he'll be back with the Red Sox next year. <laughs> I know. It's just so crazy. And, you know, it, the idea that they cheated so baldly and so – it, it just – I can't believe it. Like, if you had told me when this all broke that this is what the punishments would be, I had a feeling they would be disappointing. But I'm like, really? What – all the message from Major League Baseball is that they actually don't care. They really don't care. They just are – the only reason they're punishing them at all is because it's a bad look not to. But they're yeah. doing the absolute minimum, and they actually don't care. And the message that that sends to the people who are going to cheat in the future is go ahead and do it. We don't actually care. And so and we're going to see more of it. Ryan's made the point before that it could be just because, like, the uh, CBA negotiations – negotiations are coming up, but I feel like, especially at now at this point that we've seen the Red Sox punishment come out, that's giving the MLB and the commissioner's offense a little bit too much credit for having that much foresight. Like, I feel like they're just dumb and they like Amanda, you said they just don't care. They don't care. And it's, it's perfectly clear to anyone paying attention that they actually don't care about the cheating. And it's really disappointing. And I didn't think that, Rob Manfred could disappoint me any further, but he always manages to find new depths of disappointment for me. I just, I swear, I think he actively hates baseball and wants to ruin it. He is just the worst. It's just funny because the Red Sox literally got caught for cheating a couple years ago using Mm -hmm. 
that so watches. Thing, and then. MLB was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, don't do it again. I mean it. I don't want to do anything. And then they got caught again. And the Red Sox are like, oh, man, we're so sorry. We don't mean it. And then Rob Manfred is that cool uncle who doesn't really know what he's doing because he's watching the kids for a weekend. And he's like through a big party. And he actually doesn't really do anything thinking he punished them. That's Rob Manfred. He's an idiot. No, Rob Manfred is your friend on Facebook that you leave your kids in front of Facebook Live. <laughs> hey, to watch watch. Up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, 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 I'm so disappointed in the way they handled the Astro stuff. Was just so. I'm not mad. I'm just it disappointed. Was so <laughs> insufficient. No, I'm both. It was just so insufficient, and then for them to eat, I mean, the, the slap on the wrist to the Red Sox is even weaker, and they're the ones who've been caught cheating before. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like if you love the game of baseball and you want it to be played fairly and you want to be able to trust that nobody, you know, everybody's trying to steal signs, but you want to be able to trust that everybody's on a level playing field, pardon the pun, but you can't anymore, and the league doesn't care, and so you're just going to keep seeing more of it, and it sucks. As a baseball fan, it sucks. Well, the Red Sox weren't going to be punished like the Astros because theirs wasn't to that extent. Like, what the Astros did was probably the most extreme cheating of signs that, like, any sport has ever yeah, seen. It was absolutely yeah. unreal what they did, and they should have had, the like, the law brought down on them. The Red Sox was different because it was only when a runner was on second they would relay it down to the guy, and then he, the guy in second, would say what the sign is at home. So the Red Sox kind of could have played the, oh, everyone relays what the sign is on second. We're just, you know, picking up on the sign, which is actually very smart by them. Well, well done, Red Sox. But, um, oh, my God, I totally just completely forgot my train of thought. <laughs> um, well, I have a question. Did the, did the Red Sox players have immunity like the Astros players oh, wait. did? Uh, no, they did not, because they didn't think any players were involved. But, okay. sorry, I just remember where I was going with this. So the Red Sox were only when the guy was on second base, but the Red Sox had a guy on second base more times than any other team in baseball did the year they did this, which is also pretty funny to me. Yeah, they were pretty damn good that year. <laughs> they had a historically good offense. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the year they weren't doing it, they that. didn't make the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I actually am sad about not having baseball this year for a lot of reasons, not the least of which I really wanted the Astros to get just completely booed and treated horribly at every stadium that they went to. And I wanted to see how the Astros did this year without the cheating. Like I wanted to see how this, you know, they've, they've been on such a, an amazing historic run the last few years, and I'm just so interested to see how they play without that crutch. Well, and I feel... Cheated that we, again, pardon the pun, that we don't get to see that. People don't forget. So, like, whenever the fans are back in. Yeah, um, they'll come back out. Especially, they're gonna sorry, go ahead, Ryan. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, like, they're still going to boot and everything. It's not going to be as beautiful because, like, the All-Star game was literally at Dodger Stadium this year. It was so yeah. poetic. But, like, the fans are still going to give them crap for it whenever fans can go back But I feel like it's going to be perfunctory. It's not going to be with the same amount of passion that it would have been. Like, we've all just been through a global pandemic and realized that there are a lot of things more important than this. So, like, everyone will people do that, rally it, it around won't, sports. the vitriol won't be as intense as it should and have been. I was just going to say, my rebuttal to that is what Ryan was just getting to. People are going to be so thirsty to get back to sports and 
in general, both in person and viewing sports, that I feel like that's going to make up for what we lost in time of having like the season delayed and whatnot. So I feel like it's still, yeah, it might not be to the level it was uh, or would have been had the season started on time, but it's still going to be pretty intense and probably going to go on for a while because yeah, people have been missing out on sports and this is something like Ryan said, they can rally behind. Yeah. People are going to be, once people are back out, like when this is over, all of us are going to have been through some stuff. Like it's, it's pretty crappy. And this is going to go on for a while. So people are going to be so excited to be back to remember all the things that the Astros did. And like, look in the league now, Ryan Braun still gets booed everywhere he goes. Mark Teixeira mm-hmm. got booed for years. Every time he went back to Camden Yards when he blew them off to go to the Yankees, Chase Utley st- still gets booed by Mets fans. People don't forget. Like it'll, it'll be just as good. It won't be as glorious with the all-star game, but like, It'll, It'll be, be satisfying. satisfying. Yeah. yeah. It will be satisfying. It's true. Although, speaking of things that are or are not satisfying, it sucks that the Nats won the World Series right before all of this because, first of all, the little bit of spring training we got, all anybody wanted to talk about was the Astros. So the Nats didn't mm-hmm. really get their due. And now, you know, by the time this all, if there's a season at all, it's going to be a super weird short season. And I, I don't know. It just feels like we didn't get to revel in – the World Series victory like every other team has always gotten to do in it. It's Literally the two, the two biggest stories of the last probably 20 years or so happened in the offseason that the Nats win the World Series and everyone forgets <laughs> about that. I know, I know. So anyway. It's like I'm the just, most it's, DC it's sports championship ever. I know, right? <laughs> it's true, although it's hard to be quite as uh, sour about the long-suffering DC sports fan thing when we've had two championships in two years. Um, four. Well, now I have a taste. To, I have a, now I have a taste for it, and I want more. Yeah, don't so. forget the I Mystics also, and the Valor. That's true. Uh, I, all right, yeah, you're right. Homie. The Valor. No, you know what? I will not dismiss the Mystics. The Valor won two games. I have not. Um, they won the championship. <laughs> hey, it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Nats started in 1931, so. Did they? I never heard that. that. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, just made it up. Never happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anything else before we move on to our uh, next segment? You know what's one thing? Ryan, I don't know if you mentioned it. Um, I don't think you did, but I wanted to talk about what do you guys think about Ryan Zimmerman just calling it quits, not having like a a send-off person? So I he's done a lot of things. He literally wrote, he, he wrote that, our, sorry, he did the interview with the AP where he was talking about how he's considering retirement. And then he also said that if he had to be quarantined away from his family, he wouldn't do it during the season. Like he's not going to leave his family. So like, yeah, doesn't even know the kid on the way in June. Yeah. 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 I think there's a very real chance we've seen him play his last game as the Nat, like as a Nat, but like his last game of Matt was Game World seven series. World series, which is uh, yeah. pretty pretty great for. If you gotta go seven. out, that's the way to yeah. do it. Right. I guess. And like he he might have some, like left in the tank, and I get, especially, all, coming off that high of winning World Series, you literally want to leave it all out on the field. But at the same time, like this is a lost season, and it's not even anything you can do to control that. You're gonna be another year older. You're gonna have a newborn baby, like. 
like Ryan said, you're going out on top, so you're going to be beloved by national fans for the rest of time. Forever. Like your jersey's your jersey's going to be retired. Like yep. not just Ring of Honor. Like it's going to be retired. No one's ever going to wear number eleven again. So I mean, you've done be a statue of you. Yeah, there's you've done yeah. all you can do. So I listen. Zim and I have had a love hate relationship, and <laughs> I could not be more happy with him at the moment. So I think you should go out on top because I'm telling him to do so. You know, actually, though, that's an interesting point because you are not the biggest Ryan Zimmerman fan, generally speaking, that for you, like, you're in the midst of the warm fuzzies left over from the World Series. Oh, and if that's where it ends, then you will, like a lot of fans, I think, go. you'll love him more all the way into the future than you would have if he comes back for another year or two on one-year deals and takes mm-hmm. up a roster spot and isn't productive and gets hurt. And, you know... Right. You you leave us. He could go out now where it's all sunshine and puppies, or he could go out leaving a sour taste in everyone's mouths later. So, mm-hmm. I think there's something to that. But I think the newborn baby thing is a bigger deal too than we think. If he's really like, I maybe have one year left. Do I want to miss the first year of my son's life to right. go, you know, play a half well, also, weird like, season that doesn't matter anyway? You know. Do you also want to? miss the first year of your newborn's life when it's not exactly safe outside and you're not going to be there with them. Like, right. I feel like being a father yeah. and like, especially a newborn that can't exactly feel pretty well. So there's a lot of things to yeah. say there. And like, what if Howie retires after this? Like, what if that was Howie's last moment as a national? Cause he's going to be what? 37 next year or 37 yeah. this year. Like there's a yeah. lot of stuff that can happen point. from this. Ryan, I'm so lucky to have you as my dad. You're so wise. Oh, I love you, son. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that was my, well, Amanda, the point you made about, like, we don't want to see Zim take up a roster spot, suck for the last year or two that he plays, and us not leave on the best of terms. That was my same point about yeah. Huddy, about Daniel Hudson. Like, he got the last out of the World Series. I mean, that there's nothing better than that. And I get bringing him back, like, he had a great year. We needed the bullpen help. There was mutual interest, and it was a, a respectable deal. I get that. It was just like part of me wanted him to just continue his career cash in elsewhere, so that way my last moment with him would be him flinging his glove across the field and celebrating. But I mean, yeah, I'm I sure love that. But I also still, think still these guys think they can win another series. You know, they think they can do it again. So I just think they're coming that's, out of a different the place than the fans are. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, freaking Tom Brady's 43 years old. That's absolutely nothing perfect. He's still playing. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe it. I mean, can we just talk for, uh, before we move on to Tom Brady, what's your <laughs> point? Because that whole thing is killing me with Tom Brady and Gronk. Anyway, um, I, I think that with, um, with Zimmerman, you know, he said on that Zoom call, which we should also talk about because that Zoom call was amazing. The, um, he said literally that Rizzo will have to rip the jersey off his back. So he didn't sound like a guy who was contemplating retirement. But then he gave this interview where he sounded much more like he's thinking about it. So it's really hard to say. But, you know, I felt like Jason Worth, obviously a lot of people loved the signing when the Nats picked him up and loved him early in the years that he was here. But by the time it's over... Early, early. Right, but by the time that was over, everybody was just like, oh, God, please can yeah. stop paying Jason Worth. We don't want that. And I, I would hate to see that happen. That's, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. I, I would hate that. And, you know, and I also don't want to see – I want to see Zimmerman go out respectably. Like, please don't go play in the minor leagues 
for the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, is there I, anything I, lower? I, you can even make the Mariners major league team. <laughs> I know, I know. That was just so hard to watch. Like, I wasn't a huge Jason Worth fan, although he certainly had his moments for the Nats. But just seeing him play in the minors at all, let alone for the Mariners, was just, come on, man, have some dignity. The team that John Heyman rips every day. Yeah. It's like, the Mariners have nothing going for them. Like, why are you ripping them? Like, but Don't you whatever. think the new Seattle uh, NHL team is going to be super popular, though, since the Mariners have been so bad for so long? Seattle's like hockey going to take off there. They love yeah, their popping. sports. Mm-hmm. They, like, they sold out like in season tickets for even the XFL, and like their MLS team does pretty well. And like Soccer is big worldwide, but no one really cares about the MLS here. Like, their teams all do really, really well attendance-wise. Yeah, and I mean, they've been lobbying to get basketball back ever since the Supersonics left Seattle. So, And I mean, that was over a decade ago at this point. And I mean, they're still just, lobbying to get basketball back. I just want to say if they don't name themselves the Seattle Murder Hornets, then they're really missing an opportunity. <laughs> I like, the Kraken uh, is pretty good. Yeah, I know I the Kraken is what it's going to yeah. be, and that's awesome. The Kraken the is Hornets, so awesome. Oh, like, they're they're finding release the them in like Seattle. Release the Kraken. The, fan, the fans are going to be called the Crackheads. Like, <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Because like you have like a sea thing going on like with the Mariners, yeah. and then you have the Kraken. I mean, and all the fish markets yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah. your Seattle. <laughs> oh, wow. That was... Wow. Well, oh, yeah, okay. Seahawks. I guess the Kraken yeah. is pretty awesome, but I feel like somebody needs to be the murder hornet. <laughs> I'll be the murder somebody hornet Somebody needs right to now. make it happen. I'm going to create my own you team. You can be the murder hornet. <laughs> Give me the DC Natchak and murder hornets. <laughs> there you go. Brought to you by Murder Hornets. Brought to you by Chili's. Chili's. Sponsored by your local neighborhood Chili's and Murder Hornets. Murder Hornets. Try a new Murder Hornet margarita. Oh, that's alliterative. I like it. Decapitatingly delicious. (laughs) It'll blow your mind. Sorry. Anyway. Get it? Because they're We do have one actual segment we're planning on for this podcast, so why don't we do that? Excited. I'm excited. All right. So, yeah. <clears throat> who wants to introduce it? I think whose idea was this? I got it. <laughs> okay. um, but basically, what we're going to do now is introduce a rule change to baseball. Um, there's going to be a, a stipulation, though. It can't be a rule change that was already presented. So, no universal DH, no three batter minimum, um, nothing like that. Uh, but if you revise it and kind of make it unique, all for it. Uh, but we're going to talk things that affect the on-field play. So nothing to do with streaming or TV rights or anything like that. We're just talking about the strategic implications of the game. So we're going to do two each, not a draft, just spitballing ideas. Uh, I'm sure some of us will have the same ones, but we'll talk about it. Does anyone want to start? I'll go first. Oh, Amanda, please, please. All right. Because I want to make this one in case one of you has it. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it first. Here okay, comes the expanded rosters. <laughs> no, but I do like that one. That's not one of mine. Mine oh. is no reviewing 
whether people came off the base. Not reviewable. Oh, we go I back to the way it used was, to be like where that. you I just, like they call it safe or out, and there's none of this. He came a millimeter off the base, and they applied the tag, and now he's out. I hate that. You mean that, like, and split second? The yeah. split second where physics happens, and they call the guy out, yeah. even though, like, Ricky Henderson and all these other guys would have had hundreds of stolen bases calling back? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yep, so I agree that's that. my first one. So, Amanda, just to clarify, do you want, like, no review at all or just specifically on those types of plays? I would say if I'm okay with the reviews of whether he was safe or out at first base. But if somebody is running to second or third or home and there's a – or not home, but second or third, and it's a did they come off the base, are they safe or out, I don't think that should be reviewable. Okay. Like, if you're running gotcha. through the base, that's fine. Review whether they got there first. But did they come an inch off the base when they overslid third or something? I don't think that should be reviewable. Gotcha. Okay. I like it. Ryan, you want to go next? I like that. Yeah. So mine is um, in the ninth inning, the both teams will be able to select their batting order or agree to start at the top of the order in the ninth inning. I like oh, that. I hate that. Oh, of course you do, Amanda. Uh, well, I but, like the I'm argument for it. And well, hold on, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, I'll let you finish the argument because yeah. I, th- I know you're going to – I know where you're going. So in every single sport, at the end of the game, the best players are out there. In hockey, when you're down late, the team's top line is out there. In football, when a big play needs to happen, Patrick Mahomes is going to Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is out there. The best defenders are out there. In basketball, when you need a big shot late – it's going to LeBron James. Like, imagine if John Wall wasn't out there when he hit his uh, drain three at the end and stood on the podium yelling, this is my city. Imagine if he wasn't out there because it wasn't his turn to be on, like, be on the court. If you want to expand the game, you want to market your players, have your best players routinely up in the biggest moments and come through for their teams, you'll do a lot of marketing for your players right then and right there, just like every other sport can. I like that, and I don't, let me just say, I don't hate the way it is now just because it's been that way forever. Obviously, that's how we know baseball, but I like it because I like that argument, but also I go back and apply it retroactively to situations that I, I know happen, and in situations where the Nats were in the playoffs, we wouldn't have Wilmer Defoe striking out against Clayton Kershaw to end our playoff hopes for like the millionth year in a row. We wouldn't run into situations like that. Like, about, like, there there would be so many different things that would have happened. And, yeah, I get it. Like, maybe you don't have Howie Kendrick go up there or whatever. But, like. This is why the teams with the deepest lineups are the best teams. If everybody has, okay, well, our top three guys are great. But, no, you have to build a roster that can get you through an entire playoff series or four or well, three. Well, this is why you know no I mean? one really to- knows, like, baseball players also. Like legends are well, born I don't know. late in the game. I hear you, but like, I, all of the that's most true. iconic moments that we have seen in sports last year, like last like ten or so years, the majority of them, stuff like David Tyree and stuff like that, have been the best players mm-hmm. coming through for their team and their city, and that's why they become icons and legends. Like Mike right. Trout has watched his team lose when he's on the on deck circle countless times. How many times have we seen it where like? Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soda was on deck, and he never got to come up just because the bottom of the order couldn't do anything. Like, 
it's a lot of baseball purists like Amanda aren't going to like it, and it's a little controversial. Yep. But I hate it so much. It will be <laughs> so much better for the game in the long run, especially the game that's yeah. struggling to market its players. And Amanda, to your point about needing to build a deep lineup, you still have the same lineup innings one through eight. Like your that bottom half of the order is still going to need to produce. Uh, in invaluable innings. We've seen plenty of Nats games where we haven't been able to do inning anything innings like one through seven, and it's too late at that point. So they're they're not being taken out of the game completely. But I I do love the argument that when the game is online, you should be able yeah, to have your best players the out there. Team, why would the team? You said both play, both teams can agree to have the top of their order come up. Why would the team that's winning going into the ninth inning allow, agree to allow the best players on the other team to come up? That's I, I'm sure no, it would be prior you to don't have the game before, starts. No, it will depend on the situation. Like you can either do it before the game starts. Like, hey, just let you know, in the ninth inning, we're going to have the top of our order go up, or we're going to have these people. The other team yeah, doesn't have preset. to agree to it because, like, you're going to be doing the same thing with your best players. Like last year, would you rather have the Nats start the ninth inning off with Matt Adams, Wilmer Gifo, Michael A. Taylor? Or would you rather Ben Juan Soto, Anthony Radon, Trey Turner leading things off? I would rather we were at their spots in the order and we did it in order. That would be my, See, because you agree with me and you just couldn't say it, so you no, phrase it in a way. Like I that. disagree with you intensely. I hate well, it so do. much. You also hate, but it's you hate very fun. creative. I just hate it. So if you hate that one, you're gonna hate mine even more. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Let's hear it. So uh, this was actually my second one, but I want to say it first because I feel like, especially with where Ryan's going, I feel like this might be his second one, so i got to get it out there. I propose that steroids, HGH, uh, pine tar, anything like that, Bring just it let, back. let it play. Let it play. Anything short of a technological advancement like what the, the Astros did, anything short of that, let it play. Just let it go out. That's I didn't think it could get worse. It just got worse. Like, are but you serious? Do you, like, so you the players also, who are willing to on, damage their health forever are going to have hold an on. advantage over the ones that aren't? On. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. Two things. One, these players, they have so much going on right now as far as who they take input from, where they take input from, from analytics to uh, doctors of any sort, whether it's like Western medicine or Eastern medicine or um, any sort of therapy or anything like that, they know what's going into their bodies because they're being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to do this. They, a lot of these players treat their bodies like a temple. So it's still up to them whether or not they want to take anything like steroids or HGH or anything like that. It's still completely up to them. I'm just but saying they make can't it legal. Compete with the people who do. So if they're not That's willing up to, to do them. permanent damage I mean, to their own are, health. So you can't be a competitive yeah. player. People were now they, you're telling me Juan Soto is not gonna be good. millions and millions and millions of dollars. A lot of these players aren't making that kind of money. And okay, you're saying to them, okay, well either do something Again, that you know is dangerous and unhealthy or you're not going to be able to compete. That's ridiculous. That's it's also not true. They well, still will be able to compete because steroids so doesn't help you hit a ball steroids. better. It helps you. It just makes you stronger. F. You still have to be Sam good Angelo at baseball. Took steroids and got worse. Yeah. So not and, and steroids isn't. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It's not like 
it doesn't equal you automatically becoming a better baseball player. So the player. guys who were it's breaking records option. during the steroid era were the guys who were on steroids. So if you want to be a guy who can compete at the highest level of the sport, so you're, you're saying gonna have Babe to, Ruth and Hank to Aaron to... took steroids? No, I'm saying the guys who broke their records took steroids. But were Babe, Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron not competitive because they didn't take steroids? In their era, they were competitive. Who knows if everybody was jacked up on steroids and HGH, whether and they weren't, whether they would have been competitive. I'm Impossible for this. To say. For one reason. For one reason. The steroid era saved baseball before. It brought it back to life. You get steroids back up in this, they'll do the same thing again. And again, it's not a, a requirement. It's just an option. And even if it's just Amanda, a requirement, point, if you want to be able to compete at the highest level, well, no, you don't people, have to. People can be. You're, you're saying in the steroid era, every single person took it. That's just Mario. Oh. Mario Rivera wasn't. No, I mean, like Thank Mario you. Rivera did not do it. Eric um, Jeter, like Pedro Pedro all, Martinez, who's probably one of the best pitchers of all time, never took it. David Ortiz, Randy yeah. Johnson, like. I mean, all these players were still competitive. Like, well, it, doesn't it doesn't guarantee. Yeah, it doesn't guarantee success, anything, and it's just an option. You're... It's just an option. I just oh. want to give players option, but specifically, we just talked about like, having a level playing field for everyone, and if you allow level playing fields are for things, nerds. <laughs> no, the, I, I I hate that idea even worse than Ryan's idea. It's terrible. Uh, like I said, I, I knew you would. Amanda's probably watching basketball. I'm like, oh, why are the best players on the court right now? Like, why is LeBron giving a shot? They have a deep roster. Let the 10th man take the shot. Well, right joke's now. on you, Ryan. I don't watch basketball. <laughs> uh, why is Ovi on the ice right now? Why isn't Orpic okay. out there taking the shot? Hey, no, Shattenkirk a goal in the playoffs. I'm just Shattenkirk. <laughs> Shattenkirk. I did oh, like boy. the fact that he made his uh, – he made his, I think it's his Twitter handle, was like at Shat Deuces, which I thought was pretty clever. So he gets, a, sucks. he gets a pass from me. Yeah, he was terrible. Right. Anyway, right, Amanda, what's your next one? Amanda, what's your next one? Okay, my next one is only one manager challenge to a call in the game, and no umpires can just review it if the managers want them to. Crap. Like, really, there are unlimited reviews because they can just be like, you should look at that, and then the umpires will. You get one review, and that's it. And once it's done, it's done. And if another call comes in, if there's a bad call and you know it's bad, then tough shit. I'm sorry, tough, because you can't have what if What if they get the review correct the first time? Would they get a second like they do in the NFL, or is it just one and done no yeah, matter what? that's actually not a bad idea. I'm fine with that. Like if, But if okay. you challenge and you lose the challenge, like in hockey where you get a penalty if you challenge and lose like you challenge and lose that's it you get nothing if you have a bad call later you can't challenge it again if you challenge and win then i would be okay with the second one but maybe just the second one and nothing else i like that i like that i just i hate how they keep talking about how they need to short they need to the game needs to be shorter and faster and and more entertaining but they had then they introduced Replay, replay and, that and incredibly challenges. long <laughs> challenge. Yeah, and they take like sometimes they're like four, five, six minutes long. I'm like, what could you possibly be doing in New York for that amount of time? So that's my second one. I I like that, Ryan. What you got? Um, the second one. It's a lot more. It's a lot more calm. Um, it's not really that drastic, but it is expanding interleague play. Baseball has become pretty regionalized over the last couple of years. Like, even people who love the game don't really get a chance to follow other players. And if you want to expand that, expand in the league. So, 
every National League team will play every American League team. You play 162 games in a year. This is very possible. You'll do one three-game series with them. So the Nats will play every single American League team, and the teams they play at home, the following year they'll play on the road, expand it. They can kind of do like the rotating schedule just like the NFL does everything. So everyone, they go on like their whole schedule everything. So they're basically playing half of the other league anyways. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a really good way to just get everyone, you know, more familiar with all the other teams, learning more about the other teams, other players, getting a chance to see players they normally don't get to see play, and it helps with the sport not being as regionalized. I like yeah. that one. I would, be, ah. I would be interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, it be too fun because to see the teams and players you don't see very often. That is right. Be fun. And you don't even have to do like a three or four game series. You can just do a two game series because that way it doesn't necessarily take away from quote unquote, what matters more as in like division rivalries and all that stuff. Like you can still make it work with just a two game series. And I mean, we already, there already is some existing interleague play as is. So you wouldn't be taking away that much more from your same league play. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. completely viable, and you would just kind of – it might equal, like, longer road trips, but I think it would help the game a lot just for exposure. I like that. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I like it. I, I also always find interleague games interesting, especially to see how the – I love to see the American League pitchers have to hit. It always amuses me. So that is when they play <laughs> in the National League Stadium. So I'm well, in on that one. I mean, they're going to – implement the universal DH here shortly, so you won't see that much more. Um, Whatever. But... <laughs> okay. All right, what's your next All right. one? All right, my next one, my last one to wrap up this segment, it's, like Ryan's, a little bit more calm, but I like the implications of it, and that's just whatever your active roster is. So for right as it stands now, you have, what, a 25, 26-man roster, but you have, a, you have a 40-man roster. Whatever, so if they keep it 40... I, I would say those 40 are available for every game, but also with that, you would just um, say only 34 of them are active for a game or whatever. But those six, you can just make inactive like NHL or um, NBA, NFL, sorry, I couldn't think of NFL, Jesus. Um, <clears throat> and you just make them inactive and get rid of the injured list. So rather than sending someone to the injured list for, I think they changed it back to 10 days now. They changed it from 7 it's to 10. 15 for pitchers, 10 for players. Yeah, I, I would yeah. just, if, if Max isn't feeling well, just make him inactive for the day. He's good to go for tomorrow. Well, which I, they kind, Yeah, they kind of have that already. Like, you don't have to put someone on the energy list. But that way you still have the flexibility of someone in your roster to fill that spot, and you don't have to make a move. So it's, yes, expanded rosters, but also kind of getting rid of the injured list and just leaving six of your players inactive, but they're still technically part of the major league roster. Yeah. That one I'd like have that. to noodle more, but I don't hate that idea. Yeah, I'm sure with, like, salaries and, like, performance bonuses, you'll have to figure something out because technically a lot of these guys will be major league players, but you could just transition it into, like, playing time or something like that um, to, like, kind of even it out and make sure the salaries don't jump up a ton with people hitting their incentives and getting called up to the big leagues. But I like it just because there's – I hate when someone's just kind of injured, but the player needs to, or the the team needs the player spot. So then that player has to go on the injured list for 
10 to 15 days and I just I think yeah. it's unnecessary just every other sport does it where you can just make someone inactive for a day and you don't have to make a corresponding move like just allow that to happen so I think baseball is behind yeah. the, I mean they definitely are behind the curve in a lot of respects and this is just a, a minor one compared to some of the other ones but I think this is one you would see a, a welcome change if it was implemented yeah, actually, that one's super interesting. Yep. So. All right. Yeah. We well, go. these were fun to have one talk about ones that aren't the ones that are always being talked about. Yeah. That's a fun segment. And that was the idea behind it. I mean, because we know, like, the three batter minimum, are we all in agreement? It's stupid. It's awful. I hate it so much. I'm not. I don't, I don't like, know. I, I, get, I get the reasoning behind it, but the application <clears throat> is stupid. Uh, see, I personally hate, absolutely despise the lefties coming in for one batter only. I think it's yeah. the dumbest thing. I think it completely slows the game down and loses people. So I'm kind of like, it's getting rid of that, which I'm perfectly okay with. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. It's going to add a whole other strategy to it. So, mm. I mean, it usually takes about three batters for, you know, things to hit the fan for a reliever anyways. So... We'll see how it goes. Well, I have a question, though. For I feel one of the arguments that people make all the time, in, not to start the DH argument, but just genuinely a question, is a lot of people argue for the DH saying that it, it creates jobs for guys who otherwise wouldn't be able to stay in the league. But this rule really eliminates the loogie, right? Well, you don't need that guy anymore. The so loogie you're, was you're losing. also a dying breed yeah. as is. They weren't using it as much. Yeah, like, if you look at but the still, data you get guys like Blevins. Who, how many times have we seen Blevins come in just to get okay, Bryce well, Harper out? Or like Blevins also isn't a good pitcher, but like if you're a major league pitcher and you can't get people out, like you're not going to pitch. And if you can only get out like one batter at a time, why are you in the majors? Like, but there's most teams have a guy who's the guy they go to when they need one lefty to get well, it was, get one lefty out. Like most guys have, most teams have that guy. So if you don't. If you have this three batter minimum, you've really eliminated those jobs. So what you know, if you're fine with that, fine. I'm just curious about people who, you know, make the argument for the DH that it creates jobs for guys who otherwise wouldn't have them. I don't know how you support the that you know, the DH for that reason, but then also support this three batter minimum rule, which eliminates jobs still for gonna... another kind of player. Yeah, no, like I, I see your argument. It's a very good point you're making, but like they're still gonna be on the roster and they're still gonna be in the bullpen. But like this was something that like hasn't really been used all that often, and lefty pitchers aren't having the same effect that uh, that they are on lefty batters as they were 15 to 20 years ago because players are evolving now. So it was kind of just like a dying breed that didn't really exist because lefties are starting to hit lefties pretty well. Like you look at a lot of the lefties numbers who kill lefties, so like it wasn't something that's like as essential or needed as it was. It's kind of baseball just like we're ending the era, something that used to be pretty big for a long time, but now in 2020, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I, I think those guys aren't going to be in the bullpen and they're not going to be on the roster because if you, you know, bullpen spots are precious. And However, if you, if you, you expand really the roster, a guy like that. That's same. true. People could. Well, you yeah, that's a good a lot point. They could expand the roster. There could be teams that have three lefties in a row or two lefties and then, like, one righty, and they'll still go in then. 
Yeah, because yeah, but you're not going to bring in a loogie kind of guy for a, if you've got a situation with two righties and one lefty, where normally you might be like, okay, we're going to bring him in for just this one guy, and then we're going to take him out and bring in our, you know, bring in somebody so, else. So I, I, well, I definitely, I think it's going to eliminate jobs. My my biggest problem with the rule as is now is like it's just three batter minimum. Period. There's no like, what if there's runners on base, a guy comes in, and then he gives up double, double bomb, and then now you're down by, like, four runs as opposed to when he first came in. Like, if he gives up a double or a bomb to that first guy, you should be able to take him out. Yeah, I hate that you can't have that flexibility because the relievers are, you know, they're mercurial at times. You know, some guys are really reliable, but reliable relievers are hard to come by. A lot of guys, mm-hmm. you bring them in and you're like, ah, he doesn't have it today. Get him out of there. Like, I hate Or if you're Davey Martinez, you just ride that. Sean Doolittle till he dies. Until <laughs> <laughs> his arm falls off. But no, I just, I hate the taking the ability away from the manager to say, this guy doesn't have it. I need him out of there. I think exactly. I hate that rule. I agree. Well, like, to play Bill's advocate, how many times do you see where after one batter, a manager's like, mm, doesn't have it today, I'm going to take him out. It's usually taking... Never. Davey Martinez is my manager. <laughs> it's usually taking league-wide Literally about... never. I think the average was like 2.8 batters for when a manager starts taking him out or things go south. So, like, it's around the three. Like, you're not right, going to see at the things most go absolutely terrible moment, after one batter. At the most important moments, don't you want your best players on the field? Like, if you have a big moment <laughs> and you've got a guy out there. Yeah, that's why you go to your and, best reliever, not a loogie Right, so let's say it's a big moment in a playoff game and your guy comes out and he throws. I agree with you know, Ryan. If, throws, if it's a big moment, you're not a, going to If it's a big loogie. moment, Josh Hader's coming to the mound, not Jerry Blevins. Like, they're going to go to a Right, Chapman, I understand that. John but what about. Yeah, but what if your guy comes in and, and you've got runners on base and he gives, you know, he can't can't get in the strike zone and then gives up a double and two runs score. Like, you want to be able to pull that guy out of there. Even when if he's normally a reliever. Maybe the pressure best. got to him. Like, I'm just saying. Like, sometimes. If, if, I, if I go to my best reliever and he blows it, I did everything I could. Like, if I'm the, like, look at the Brewers. The Brewers went for Josh Hader and six out saves. He excels in that. It didn't go his way. Do you think uh, Greg Council regrets that? Probably not because Josh Hader was the Probably best reliever not. in baseball last year. It's stuff like that. Like, if it's a big moment, I you're understand. going to your best player. Or you are, or you're if something happens you and you want to pull him. For next year. <laughs> you should be uh-huh. able to pull him is all I'm okay, saying. Okay, then take an injury and come out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I think the you're going to see a lot of that. I think that's what's going to happen. I think but you're going to see more of that happen. this season. I mean, we saw in that they're going to have some like, sort of sign the manager can give to be like fake an injury. I need you out of there. Like they're right. Have... We, I mean, you saw in the NFL like when teams are out of timeouts. If a player fakes an injury, well, there's automatically a timeout. So that's why we see people just flopping down. There's yeah. that hilarious clip of the Giants players, both of them falling down at the same time <laughs> to, to get a timeout <laughs> when the the time's running out. Like there's always going to be a loophole. So yeah, we're just going to see people faking injury that's miraculously cured the next day. And they're not going to be yeah. like, oh, you faked an it's injury because it's an injury. Right. Exactly. How dare you assume my injury? <laughs> How dare you, sir? All right. Well, I think it would be time for our everyone's favorite segment where we do Twitter questions, but we didn't do a Twitter uh, ask for Twitter questions this week, so you guys get no Twitter questions. Yeah, it's just a surprise listening. episode. Surprise. Uh-oh. Well, we'll try uh-huh. to do that for next time. I forgot one thing in my weekend review. It was kind of a big thing. Um, okay. 
minor league baseball has agreed, well, they're going to agree with major league baseball to eliminate 42 minor league teams. Uh, we'll oh, go into it more God. next week. Yeah. Cause they rely strictly on gate money and they're not going to be no fans this year. So major league baseball is like, we finally won this one, baby. And they use that to their advantage to get major league, minor league baseball to agree. So we can talk about that. Aren't more the, next. Like the senators we'll are on that, that list, aren't they? Uh, I think so. Har- yeah. yeah. The Harris, is that Harrisburg? No, that's the, yeah. Hagerstown is the Suns. Harrisburg the is the Suns. Scranton Yankees are too. Yeah. yeah, but I just feel like eliminating major le- or minor league teams when the we don't even have a AAA affiliate on the same coast as us is stupid. But well, that's the Nats' fault. They could have had Nashville, but they severely underbid, so nothing was left. So they took Fresno. They didn't do anything yeah. to improve the relationship with that town, but that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. All right. Well, so we also didn't talk about the Zoom call where they rewatched yeah. the Game Seven of the World Series. So we need to talk about that too. So next right. time, next week is already yeah, really time. long. Hey, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that everything? Are we done? I think that's everything. I think we're done. All right. Well, this was a fun one. It was great to get a chance to chat. I feel like it's been forever since we talked. Love hanging out um, with mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you to all of you who are listening. We always appreciate it and hope you are all safe and well and social distancing and uh, getting your baseball where you can, even though it's it's a little sparse on the ground right now. If you didn't watch the Zoom conference, go ahead and do that. It's on. I forget where it is. It's out there. Just of Of course. Anyway, go out and find it. Listen to it before our next episode so you know what we're talking about. Um, I am Amanda. You can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. Uh, you can find Nick and Ryan at DCNatJack and at HalfShackCap. Half, God, you know what? Yeah, you got it right. You got it right. Half shack cap. Why can I never remember that? It's the worst. And you can and find the show at Half Street High Heat. <laughs> it is. It's definitely old age. My mind is going. Yeah, a little going. bit senile. A little bit. Yep. And I don't sleep anymore, so that's not helping. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think that will do it for us. Um, I will talk to you guys next time. Have a good night. See ya. Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the calls has passed the wall to see you later. Dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.